From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the studio this morning. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and listening all over the world. We appreciate each and every one of you. Hey, if you want to give us a call this morning, it's easy to do. You just pick up that big old telephone and you dial 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. And we'll be more than happy to chat, chat with you. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But first off... Let me introduce the new cast of characters that are filing into the studio as we speak. Uh, Glenn is out today. Jonathan is out today. And Bill George is out today. So luckily, uh, some three uh, three locals decided to come in and hang out with us this morning. We got Dean Frazier. Good the, morning. The uh, Snook Slayer himself uh, sitting right here next to me. Bart has made the flyover from the Howard Franklin Bridge and landed safely here on the St. Petersburg side of the peninsula. Yeah, man. Welcome. Turbulence was great. Turb- <laughs> Turbulence was good. It's a good thing you bought that drone chopper. You know, it gets you here really quick. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes when you got to hammer down, it's just best to go in a straight line. That's true. That is true. There you go. And we're waiting on a special guest whose birthday is today, by the way. And uh, hopefully he's awake and listening and perhaps on his way. I don't know. Maybe he'll bring us some birthday donuts. I mean, so, we are on the back end of the full moon, so you know most of us people that have been stuck awake for the last you know few days are. Wait, so you want them to bring birthday donuts for their own birthday? Well, why not? Well, that's yes. how it works. It's <laughs> pretty it? easy. I, I mean, so. it makes life simple. We're all adults here. I mean, that's how that works, right? I'll, get, I'll, I'll chip in a couple of bucks once he gets here. <laughs> so so. You I can always be expecting things from people. Sometimes you got to give. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's uh, it's easy stuff. Show you're on. Well, so we got lots of cover today uh we have a cold front that's pushing down should be in on sunday evening yeah. uh, right now we're going to deal with these sweltering temperatures in the 80s probably today somewhere uh but the humidity will be low and the fishing should be extremely good uh that's all i'm saying especially with that front pushing down i saw a lot of boats a lot of boats moving moving across the franklin this morning uh, boats on were on the howard franklin on bridge trailers being pulled oh, behind oh. vehicles but yes well, let's hope they get out safe and sound and uh, get away from everybody. And it was slick and uh, coming across that little bridge right here on 4th Street coming into St. Pete. Um, they were already out. Little gee news and you see these lights and people are out getting ready to go enjoy I mean, Why would they be morning. doing that? It's not duck season. That's like a perfect duck season That's launch true. place area. It is there. slick, calm this morning. I love it when it's like that. Although I will say this time of year when it's like that, it's perfect. But in the summertime when it's like that, it is murder. Yes. It is like 9,000% relative humidity and 98 degrees, and there's nothing moving on on Tampa Bay. It's sweltering, and it's misery. Misery. Yeah, even even the no-seams are like, I'm not getting up for this. Yeah, that's usually when the fishing ceases and the swimming starts. (laughs) And you jump in that 89-degree bathtub water, and it's so Mm non-refreshing. Very (laughs) non-refreshing. You know, see, guys, I remember uh, when Bart uh, and uh, our other little brother, Neil, we'd be out fishing, and it would be one of those days where it was glass and hot and nasty, and next thing you know, we're all literally trying to hide in the shadow of the boat underneath the water. Yeah. 
just to try to stay cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never been more sick in my life. I've had the flu. Feels like the water's boiling. Yeah. <laughs> I've had the flu. I've had kidney stones. I've had, you know, back surgery, the whole nine years. I've never felt worse in my entire life than a day after a day like that. And I think that was the last time I actually regurgitated. It was back in, what, 90-something or other? 19-diggity whatever. It was one of those days where you're out there and there's no air moving. And it's just like sweltering and nasty. And we were out in the Wahoo all day and we got back home. And as soon as I hit the air conditioning in the house, I immediately felt like, oh. Dropped you to your knees. This yeah. is oh, not going to be good. <laughs> you really are on the reserve tank. You're, yeah. you're sputtering as you're putting the key in the door. You don't feel it uh, until you hit the air conditioning yeah. and it's over with. I was like, you know what? I really think I need to go throw up real quick. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, went in there. I did my talking to God on the big white telephone and then uh, came out, felt much better. And I was a little heat strokey type thing, you know, yeah. a little heat exhaustion or whatever you want to call it. But you don't even realize that it's happening. We went through gallons of, of Gatorade and it's still. Oh, it plays, more, it plays tricks on your mind. The hydration hey, does. Gatorade you know? right there. You're adding a bunch of sugar to your water. That's why. Oh, so you say I have a legitimate lawsuit against a sports drink team. It was developed here in the state of Florida. I, I can get in on that. <laughs> I think Bart was sick that day, too. I, I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, we all found our little patch of uh, cold tile in the living room. I and think so. And move for at least a good hour. Lay hour under the ceiling fan and just kind of like let it melt into the terrazzo. Is anybody uh, going to get the fishing rods out uh, of the back of the truck? Just get leave, leave the blinds open. Leave we'll just watch. <laughs> no one's going to come in the yard. Lay your face on that cold tile. Oh, oh yeah. That's what all kids do. It's <laughs> awesome. You're not going to have that problem today not it's, today it's, it's gonna be beautiful it's nice there's gonna be a little bit of a breeze rain's not even supposed to even remotely get close to us till around seven o'clock on sunday so it should be fine are you going fishing this weekend dean uh i'm actually not my fishing days usually come during the week right now smart man which is now it's frustrating because during the week it was blown freaking 30 miles an hour yes. during the day <laughs> it was a little it was and a little so sh- you know i know uh it's supposed to last until monday i believe or maybe Early in the week, the, this nice weather. So I think I'm going to go hit Lake Tarpon on Monday. But you know what? Uh, I need to. I need to. After we take a break or whatever, I want to hear the complete and utter unbashed story on the uh, found dead deer. Oh, that was. I want to yeah. hear about that one. I know I saw the post on social media, and uh, uh, I think my theory is correct. I mean, there's a few theories I've heard that all make sense. So. You're really going to believe that the aliens took it oh, and went an autopsy yeah, and dropped it in the middle of nowhere? That's on the implausible side, or implausible side, but it's still it's there's still a chance. It's still, American it's still, horror story themes. <laughs> Wait, it, it was found in Pinellas County, right? Uh, yes, 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 it was. Then it's highly possible. <laughs> it depends on where in Pinellas County it was found. This is true. You got to narrow true. it down. There's some areas where that would never happen, and there's areas where yeah, I could see it happened in an area where mm, there's a chance. But you know what? As a true fisherman, I will say this about Dean. He finds this dead deer out in a secret spot, and when they're on the video speaking, and the guy goes, dude, you want me to call the uh, FWC? And he goes, well, not, not right here, because 
Then they'll have to come out here while we're here and they'll know our spot. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that's hardcore. I mean, I mean that's it's, like, hard, it's already deceased. It's not going anywhere. I'm got, yeah, exactly. You know what? We'll report these poachers after we leave. That way, <laughs> Pretty much. That way they won't know our he spot. drag it out into another spot. I mean, technically, yeah. technically it, it said else. no trespassing, like literally right in front of where we were going into the mangroves. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh, literally, if I picked up the camera, you would see a big no trespassing sign. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the kind of duck. In there real well, but quick. now was the deer on the front facing part of the do not? Uh, it was on no the front person? facing part, yeah. So it was dumped in front of the. They yeah. didn't go back there and go past there. No, they didn't. There. But still, okay. I mean, you need to still, look for any kind of evidence, or you know, if there's any the, shell casings. The, the or only evidence there was absolutely nothing. The only evidence I saw was a bloated deer that had no blood coming out of any extremities. Nope. It was just a big old hole right in the vitals. Yeah. And so it was not, and it didn't get hit by a car, at least as far as I could tell. There was no, like, you know, the bones weren't all messed. It was just a dead deer that had been shot and walked over there, died there, and was just laying there for a couple of days. That's all it was. That's your opinion, sir. You don't know. There was if that's no drag marks. There was no, like, bent over branches. There was dun, dun. nothing. Hmm. You know, you know, well, you know, so much for the story. Thanks for uh, the detective. Keep... I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he doesn't know how it actually works, so, you know, because obviously he's never dumped a body. So uh, you... <laughs> that's the whole point is you don't leave drag marks, you don't leave all the other stuff, and you don't leave evidence behind. You move it from one place and you, well done. and you you carry it into for the last fifteen feet and you drop it on the ground, and everybody goes, "Well, I guess it just fell from the sky and it's right here." They just walked right in there. Have you never watched C- uh, CSI ever? Seriously? <laughs> no. Dude. Well, yeah, but. Have you, How realistic? Are is you that? aware of the amount of black market deer uh, flight processing that is happening nowadays? I mean, that thing could have slipped right out of the back of a Cessna 150. <laughs> that, you know, those thick, you know, turbulence, all of a sudden, you know, got to bank it to the right. <laughs> The only way it would have made it better is if it had dive tanks on its back. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I do have to say this deer was probably, I don't know, thirty to. 50 yards, something like that, away from the road itself. So it's not like he could have flown out of the back of the truck and just rolled down there. <laughs> no, it was also behind a tree. So I kicked him out of the back <laughs> of the truck. Well, you could see uh, uh, you could see the picture. I could see it anywhere where there was a rope of some kind or something where it was dragged. You know, it was oh. there's like little uh, indentions on there. And it was av- actually probably done either before or after death when it did it. That's the only way that that's going to stay there like that. Yeah. That thing, the only reason why it had been there and it wasn't so bad is because we had those cooler temperatures for so many days that were sitting there. And so it didn't. Kept the stank down. Yeah, it didn't blow up like it normally oh, would in the it uh, stank. summertime. Oh, it yeah. definitely stank. But. Yeah, yeah. But you could tell by its eyes and the yeah. wind that it was It, it was, was pretty, old. It was old. Yeah. yeah. And I know, which is unbelievable to me that something would actually last more than three days that's what i thought i thought there'd be especially in the area that it was in i'm like i've seen coyotes out here that's why i'm saying i think it was done somewhere else and then taken out there and dumped because if it would have died where it originally was taken then the buzzards coyotes and everything else would have you know had a field day on it no no that, that just gets me is that if uh you know even if you're a novice when it comes down to hunting i mean i thought we hunted deer for for food for yeah. the most part. And yeah, but most people do, but you got your bad guys. You I, know? I mean, I get it, but I mean, that's that's a lot of good meat right there. You did call the FWC, good. though. My friend did. I yeah. didn't. Yeah, why? Because I didn't. A chicken? You scared? He had the GPS locator on his phone. He was like, oh, they're not finding the spot out. I'm not calling it yet. <laughs> they already <laughs> called me because I had a picture of me holding a baby gator that I hooked. I don't need them calling me because they think I shot a deer. <laughs>
Ah, well, we'll tell you what to do if you find a dead deer in the woods when we come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We thank you so much for listening this morning. We're brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Everybody, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden, Dean, and Bart in the uh, studio today. Jonathan is up in Bluntstown trying to uh, unstuck and fix a tractor this weekend. Uh, of course, Bill George is out in the woods, out around Green Swamp West, and uh, we're not going to get him out until turkey season kind of winds down a little bit. I think that uh, I think the bird count at last time, I, don't, I can't remember, it was in the 20s, 23 or 28 or something around there that they've... Uh, They've been uh, out there doing a very good job, and I thought it was funny. <clears throat> it was a little group text messagey thing, and uh, that's when Glenn comes back and says, "Well, Bill George, I think you congratulations. You're turning uh, Green Swamp West into home, the new Holmes County, uh, yeah. with the amount of uh, turkeys that you're out there reducing out there." Um, I'm trying to see when the text was to see exactly what it was. Twenty eight, twenty eight as uh, as of uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh, I'm not saying this is one guy shooting all these turkeys. This is just the big turkey camp that they put on every single year. I was out there uh, Monday. Yeah, well, he's out. They're hunting not only Green Swamp, but also Rich Loam and Green Swamp West and all the surrounding well, areas. I was in so. Rich Loam, but yeah. How did you see, uh, or how did you do? Or well, we got a, We didn't do as much scouting as I'd like to, but we got a couple birds on camera consistently, and so we knew they'd be there every day. But it was only every other day that there was a tom on camera. So me and my buddy set up probably about 30 yards apart and uh, saw four hens. At a, well, saw one hen at exactly 8.36, and he said that they he sees them on camera around 8.30 to 10 o'clock. Then hours go by. We keep on hearing the hens purr, and that, that but we only saw the one bird and heard the one bird, but it was sitting in the palmettos. Then at 10.04, like exactly at 10, basically, all of a sudden, I look to my right and I see three hens. I didn't hear; they weren't making any noises. I they might have saw me move or something because they freaked out. They kind of flew away, you know, ran away, and then less than a minute later, hear a big crash in the palm meadows, you know, thirty yards away from me and him. We're sitting basically, and this big twenty-pound tom jumps over the palm meadows, starts flying above the tree line, smacking branches as it goes, and just books it. Didn't even see us. There's no way it saw us. It did not hear us. You didn't take a whack at it? No, there was no way. Come was on! Too, All right, no we gotta go to this, we got to go to Sporting Clay so we can work on your wing shooting. Yeah, you got to you know, <laughs> shoot where he's going to be, not where he's been. Yeah, do it six way. inches in front of the head, and it'll do it. You shooting a three and a half inch? Uh, three. Oh. That's what I had at the time. They what were load? Old. Um, the new TSS? What no, it was Remington, uh, just the Remington turkey shot. It's, I had this box for years, um, probably about four or five years old now. And he didn't even take a poke at him? No, it was too far. Oh, what, what's too far? Uh, probably about 60 yards nah, from about, me. That's about right. You're, you're a good shot. You, you would have made it. Uh, Don't worry about it. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually had a, a buddy of mine tell me not to take a shot because it was at about 55 60 yards it depends on the load and your gun and uh, of course your choke and everything else right. like that i mean i'm not really trying to encourage everybody to take 50 yard shots at flying turkeys uh, <laughs> i mean uh, you know what i will say if it was if you had a duplex or a heavy load or a bismuth or a, a tungsten load and uh you had the right choke 
that's that's doable. I'm I mean, just saying I, it's doable. I know I know it's doable at least with ducks. I mean, but I haven't. Uh, there was a bunch of branches in the way, and I could barely see it. You don't All think I it's know. tougher to hit a goose at seventy yards up in the sky than it is to hit a turkey that's flying across it at um, seventy yards? Probably because there's no worry about hitting branches and stuff in the way. You know, I'm not just going to blindly shoot, and I also only had three rounds for the entire Every time day. you shoot, it's blindly shooting. <laughs> oh, Braden, I would love to see <laughs> you Dean, do welcome that into shot. the Big and Wild Outdoors. You'd like to see me do what shot? <laughs> I would love to see you try that shot. I got a question. Oh, don't even let me tell you about the first turkey I ever killed in the state of Florida. Was and it reckless? It was a flying shot. Oh, man. Overhead with a 410 single shot. With a slug. With a slug. With a slug. That's right. Oh, a man. rifle shot or a slug out of a smoothbore was the first turkey <laughs> I ever killed in the state of Florida in Gulf Hammock. Now, granted, it wasn't what I originally planned on doing because I, I was yeah. out, uh, you know, just regular hunting, hunting during the fall season for squirrel, but I always kept five slugs in my pocket just in case I ever walked up on a deer or a hog or anything out there while we were out there. I never liked to come back empty handed. So he always came back with a squirrel or a rabbit or something, and this turkey came came flying off. <laughs> and I said, here it is. There's an opening right here in this tree. I said, that's my one and only spot. Kaboom. Made the shot. Caught him right in the crawl. Boom. Flipped him right out of the tree. Landed right behind me. So don't tell me it can't be done. <laughs> now, my next question is, <laughs> how are how are the other hunters uh, out there in the Rich Loam and the Green Swamp area? I mean, I I mean, do you have issues with people walking in? Are they very territorial? Um, um, it, I've actually been hunting there. I think this is my third season. And it's always been, well, the second season for turkey. And I believe I believe I went there once for hog. But anyway, um, I tend to stay. I mean, Rich Loam's a big area. And there's the barred unit. Um, I've never messed with the barred unit. But most of the people... Are, tend to stick to one side, um, like where all the camps and the power or lines are and everything. I'm not going to say where exactly I stick because this is the second year in a row that we found the same birds. It's just we weren't lined up in the right spot. And also because it was the non-quota portion, you know, people have already been hunting it for weeks at that point. Yeah. And these birds were still there, uh, heard some gobbles in the morning. I mean, they, they were obviously on edge, but... If I was set up in a different position, there was definitely a chance to take down these birds. And we also weren't calling that day. We literally were just silent the entire time because we knew they were coming through that area. We didn't want to mess with the uh, their routine. So with that being said, I haven't personally ran into any hunters like during a hunt. Um, last year, I was next to a one of the main roads that every single morning there was tracks right. and there was a bunch of trucks going back and forth during the day, but the spot we were in, me and my buddy, we've been going to for, well, we went started going to last year. I, I mean, there was two hunters on camera that he got on his, uh, on his trail cam, but uh, that was one time, and then besides that, nothing. I mean, we, well, it's good. pretty far back there. It's, Mostly, it's yeah. usually traffic uh, vehicles and things yeah. like that. And yeah, I will say that for the most part, even in my uh, years of doing it. Most people that I've run into either during archery or muzzleloader or even general gun have been pretty uh, pretty nice. I mean, yeah, I've never yeah. had any real no. huge confrontations. Uh, most of the time, you know, I'm usually the guy that was in there earlier than they were. So when I stand up and go out, I'm the one who looks around and go, where, 
where did all these people just come from? Yeah, yeah. Where did all these orange vests just pop up and come from? I, uh, you know, they were they, they weren't here when I got I, here. I would say I do have to say this. My first turkey hunting experience was uh, Lake Monroe over in uh, Leesburg. I think is it Leesburg? No, it's uh what. Just get your facts right and tell anyway, the story. My gosh. No, uh, anyway, Lake Monroe, it's a non-quota area. And so I did a bunch of scouting beforehand. I took my dad out opening day just to come along. And we're sitting in this one field that I found, had a decoy. I had no idea what I was doing. All of a sudden, just all morning, all we heard was gobbles. All we heard was, you know, clucks and purrs and every every call. And we're like, man, there must be there must be a lot of turkeys out here. Because we got out there early, we didn't see anyone come in. Well, then at the uh, toward the end of hunting, you know, we got up and started looking around. Every single little patch of open area we went to, there was a blind. There was a hunter, and it was just nothing but probably within a square mile of where I was. There was probably thirty hunters. And they were all calling to each other. (laughs) (laughs) No, you come over here. No, you come over here. I'm not going over there. You come over here. I learned after my my uh, my little altercation in the Apalachicola National Forest uh, was that I'll yeah. But when was that? How long ago was that? Uh, You talking 2003? Yeah. But I will never bring another gobble call into a. uh, into public land ever again. Well, uh, oh, that man. happens to some people. Uh, you get a guy who sneaks in upon you or something like that and comes sneaking in on the call. That's why we've always said that you should be, on public land, you should really limit your use of a gobble call because yeah. it's not for guys who uh, are a little more experienced. It's for that guy who is bound and determined to bring one back to the shop and show everybody that he can shoot an Osceola that comes sneaking up on you and then... Uh, you know, hopefully you see them before they see you, and you're like, "Hey, over here!" Yeah, I'm, I'm right here, dude. I can kind of get that's, where that's that storm's me. going already. Yeah, it's yeah, what, man. It, it it actually turned into uh, keep a tree in between uh, myself and the other hunter, as my my friend and I, uh, or my friend and that individual, were uh, arguing about, you know, how which one of us can get out of there without an altercation. And basically, all I had to wow. do was go. I got him covered, man. Let's just go ahead and back out to the truck, man. You can have this. <laughs> You know, just come on, let's go. You back it out. I got this. You good? All I've right. never had one uh, on, a, on a management area. I mean, I've had a few uh, little uh, parking lot chit chats with individuals uh, where, you mm-hmm. know, then the old days when they used to put your county on the tag, you yeah. know, you get up somewhere around Salem or Perry and they're like, well, hey there, Mr. Pinellas County. <laughs> where do you think you're going to be hunting today? We're like, well, we're going to be up here right off of 357. I don't think so. Ah, we're going to be running dogs through there, so you can't be up there. I'm like, yeah, I will be. I'll be on that side over there. You know, so don't worry <laughs> about it. Well, don't be shocked if you come out of there and your truck ain't where it was parked. Okay, I'm setting up next to the truck. I'm going to catch me a real big turkey. <laughs> that one or the, uh, your truck's going to be a lot lower when you get back. One of those kind of comments. And you're we, like, really, we, dude? We can watch your truck or we can watch it burn. Yeah, that's one, too. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. Here we go. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, Bart, and special guest uh, on the way. Said his uh, young, uh, the young master kept him up all night last night. 
which means, uh, yes, he's a new dad. So I'm glad I'm we've all that point. we've all been there, done that one, and uh, now it's uh, thank goodness I'm with the, at the point of with my children. If I just hear them roaming around at night, I'm like, <laughs> "What are you doing? Where are you going? You got to pee, Dad? Oh, okay." You know, just making sure that, you know, things are not going. You know, it's not the screaming, whining. I need something. Pay attention. Food, whatever. You know. Yeah, my sister's and, choking me out. Daddy, come yeah, help me. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. No, so I, it's called bunk beds. I get, get them. The, get them up separated. I got know. the daddy eat last yeah. night about eleven o'clock, and I was like, "What are you doing up?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm starving. I'm growing at a very frightening rate. So uh, <laughs> seriously feed me now. So uh, yeah, you're a, you're a new dad too, Dean. So uh, oh, yeah. you should be going through this. Well, uh, luckily I got past that. For the first two months, it was absolute. Oh my god, that was terrible. He had a cow milk allergy or whatever. He ba- basically he couldn't take anything but the most expensive formula, and so. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, now that he is uh, regular, not having the gas issues, uh, after about three months of waking up constantly, um, now he actually sleeps throughout the night, so he goes to go. bed at around 9 o'clock, doesn't wake up until about 7.30. Well, uh, you know, uh, for uh, for JN, he'll get... Uh He'll get there sooner or later. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll have to go through it. You know, I had that same problem whenever I was an infant. And my, you know what my old man did? He put about uh, about a half an inch of milk in a bottle and filled the rest up with water and uh, slowly um, weaned me off of that allergy. That's I don't true. Have a, I don't have a, an allergy. To I'm sure he'll get over it. I mean, he's had um, cheese and other dairy products at this point, so it's just, uh, I don't know, it's... He'll be fine. He's I'm just not doing it to aggravate you. Exactly. Teen, he's he's already starting it. So, so when, you go, when you take him fishing, you're going to be like, here, son, take anything from the bargain aisle. And you walk away and you got him over there by the brand new lures. Well, speaking of fishing, <laughs> don't forget the 26th annual Youth Fishing Derby out of Tenor Rock Fish Management Area is happening on April 6th. It's happening from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. The event is absolutely free, but we would like you to pre-register uh, before you get out there, and you, know, you can do it through the FWC. You can go to Tenor Rock. You can give them a call. Uh, if you need the number, I have it here. So, um, I mean, I can repeat it over the air, but chances are you don't have a pen in hand. But if you do, I'll give it to you in just a minute. Uh, it's going to be uh, lunch provided, free bait for the kids younger than 15. There's also going to be a casting contest. Loner rods and reels will be available until they last. And usually if you get there really late and there's kids fishing, you have to wait for some other kid to get done fishing, and then they surrender, and then you grab it quickly and then go over and go fishing. Uh, Children must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. Uh, Kids 15 years or older are welcome, but you will have to supply your own bait and tackle. For adults and uh, older youth, no fishing license is required because uh, the event falls on Florida's free fishing weekend but that's that's awesome i know i know i know it really is they used to do events like that at uh taylor park over where i grew up Uh, if you're uh looking for where it is ten rock mine is over there in lakeland off of cumbie road it's not that far it's a big fish management area out there you can always go to myfwc.com and just put in the words ten rock and it's spelled t-e-n-o-r-o-c ten o rock it's an easy way to remember it, you know, like rock and roll, ten a rock, and uh, go do it that way. What time way, is it, bro? It's ten a rock. It's ten a rock. Uh, eight to one, by the way, is what time the things are. Uh, if you got a pen handy, here we go. Here's the number you need to call to pre-register to get out and go do it. Is eight six three 
646-648-3200. That is 863-648-3200. And uh, we're going to put that up on our uh, our uh, Facebook page so you'll be able to find it and all that kind of good stuff like that. We're going to do that one. And then right around the corner, this is a good warm-up. We always say the Tenorock one is a good warm-up because then we have the Panfish Challenge coming up uh, pretty soon, which, of course, we'll all be involved in if you want to bring your children or whatever out there. It's going to be a great time had by all. Happening at the uh, Panavista Lodge, starting out there for Lake Panasofsky. It's going to be a huge, ginormous, great event with lots of food, fun, and prizes. We always have a good time out there, and kids always walk away with all kinds of free stuff. It's a great time to be a kid. So we'll tell you more about it as we get closer to it. But the one that uh, we're going to be out at, April 6th, right next weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, at the 26th Annual Youth Fishing Derby at Tenorock Fish Management Area. Fish Management Area equals lots of fish catching. There is. We're talking about one of the first places that's stocked and done very well and <clears throat> My our, our good buddy Randy Pack said he's going to be out there to show us all the secret spots, so we can. Uh, he goes, "There's a lot of good spots around that lake that not a lot of people fish, and there is a ton of fish in there." So, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to do the uh, the old fashioned. Is I see 65 people over here fishing, I'm going to go around the other side. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is you know, there are some alligators out there. Well, this is Florida, right? Just a couple. Yeah, and uh, you would think that there might be some, you know, since it is Florida. And they're not allowed to be taken out of there on a regular basis. Bill George will, of course, complain about that. But, uh, you know, when the gator comes swimming around by the dock or the area where it's the Derby Lake, you know, all the kids, you know, they don't care about fishing anymore. They just want to go there and see the alligator swim underneath. And they're all looking at it from above. Like, oh, I got an alligator. Look at this one. Now's so, your chance, boy. Cast over there. Yeah. We can win this thing. <laughs> get, over, get over there with some bread and spam. You're going to clean house. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, 26th annual youth fishing derby, Tenorock Management Area, April 6th, 8 to 1 o'clock. Go out and see it. Go to myfwc.com or just Google in Tenorock uh, Fishing Derby and you will find some information. Is that good? Is that all right? We're Sounds all good? Sweet. It's all right. Are you going to show up for that? I will do my best. Yeah, that means a no. I will do my best. No, that's a no. You're not going to show up. You're not going to probably be there. I'm, I'm do my best. Thanks for not asking me. I, I figured you'd probably be there. Maybe so, maybe not. It all depends on what what pans out next week. With well, the, now with you, J-O-Bs. you are going to be uh, showing up at the Panfish Challenge. Am I correct? That's absolutely correct. Uh, I, uh, that's going to be scheduled into hopefully any contracts or anything that I'll be signing anytime soon. Are you going to uh, be able to uh, attend that as well? As I said, I will do my best. Oh my, my schedule, I never know my schedule, so I need to make sure that that happens. You have, you have no idea what your schedule is? Never it's do. a day, and it's happening, and it's on a weekend, so you should be uh, able to go. Bro, well, I will do my best. I've Weekends a, are family weekends, so maybe I'll be able to bring them down. I've got, a, I've got a Coleman 1992 model old four-person tent that you can borrow <laughs> anytime. <laughs> well, you're, you can just drive up for the day. It's at the, That's true. The, uh, of course, we're going to do it again. At the uh, Panavista Lodge, it's the Big and Wild uh, Panfish Challenge that we do every single year. Uh, June 15th is the date that it's going to be. I, uh, the flyer and all the other stuff and everything is not uh, complete yet, so we don't want to you know, get out there and start throwing out numbers and everything like that. But let me just give you the rundown for what it was for, uh, what, three years ago, I think it was, because I still have the flyer for that one. Uh, that was the third annual back on 2017, so... 
fourth, fifth, we're in our fifth year already doing it. So that's awesome. Um, of course, we do the heaviest uh, 12 panfish wins, uh, the overall. And first place, I think we paid out $500. Second place was $300. Uh, third place was 200 bucks. And we also give away additional prizes for like the heaviest uh, bluegill and the heaviest shell cracker. Uh, each was 100 bucks for that. And uh, a team... Well, with 12, you just select which ones you want, whichever ones you want to think that are the biggest and all that kind of good stuff, and that's how you get your 12 heaviest. And one of those 12 can actually be your heaviest that you use for your individual yeah. one, too. So uh, it's not bad. So There's- we look at it this way. You can go out there and walk away with 700 bucks for a day of fishing, you know, messing around doing nothing. And that's not counting the amount of money that you got in those giveaway bags. And all the goodie bags that we give away, especially with the kids. Oh man, that's always my favorite part. I mean, I'm I, don't get me wrong. I love the competition side of it, but I'm there just to to really enjoy the family aspect of it, and uh, you know, get there and catch some panfish. But you know, I really look forward to the goodie bags because there's usually stuff in there that I'm like, oh man, I don't have that. <laughs> you know? I wonder if that's going to work. Well, we tried to we tried to make it um we tried to make them uh, as fisherman friendly as possible we have all spent many 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 hours at other various uh charity events involving fishing poles or golfing or any of that other stuff and when you do get certain goodie bags and you open it up and you're like going i really don't need a scotch tape dispenser with someone's name on it but okay (laughs) i don't really need a expandable keychain thing i'm on her i don't know what do i do with this i don't even know do i clip it on my sunglasses i don't know what this is for i think you're supposed to use it as a mystery box and tape the uh tape there, everything together there are some things that i you get in goodie bags it's like do do people still use these kind of erasers i don't i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't remember and bring it back to classics yeah, yeah. it's like uh, just because hey well put your logo right there on the eraser man everybody's gonna love it they're going to have a great time. It'll be in every car in America. Underneath the seat in every car So in we took that into consideration when we did our uh, our goodie bags. We want people to open them and go, oh, I'm using every single one of these things in here. There so, better be a beetle spin in there. Uh, I don't. Last year, did we give away beetle spins? I don't remember. I know one year we gave away some lures. I don't remember what they were. I just need to hook up on some new beetle spins, and I don't want to spend the cash. I think this year we're just going to get a bunch of reaction innovations and some baits and big dogs and stuff like that, shove it in there, and just send them kids on their way. Yeah, man, I'm good for that, too. All right, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. Stay with us. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and our good friends over at Brandon Ford. If they ain't fishing today, they'll sell you a truck. That's right, I can hit those nuts. Yeah, Welcome back, can. everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, and Bart, and Aaron. We're all in here in the studio today, if you're wondering. Uh, Glenn is out today. He's got some uh, things to take care of for the family, which is all good, because we always say family first, and that's the most important thing. If you need to go get her done, then go get her done. Do what you got to do, man. Uh, Jonathan is up in Bluntstown, up there taking care of a tractor. It must be an ill tractor who's been stuck because it's going to take a mechanic and some other things to be able to get it out of there. Don't want to go into too many embarrassing details. I'll let him do that when he comes back. Uh, and Bill George, of course, is still in the woods. And I could, you know what? I will say that when I spoke to him, I said, hey, man, are you going to be able to make it in Saturday? He's like, man, if you really need me to come in there, I will because, uh, you know, 
I know that you probably could use some help in there, and I'll get out. Are you still in the woods? Yeah, I'm still. Don't, don't, don't bother. Don't, don't even bother, because your mind's not going to be here anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be. It's going to be where it's. Um, why am I here? I'm in the woods. I need to get out. I got to go. And so that's all he's going to be thinking of the whole time he's here. So he'll be useless to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're in the swing of turkey season, some things uh, take precedence, and which is totally understandable. You know, you got family and family turkey hunting and turkey hunting with family and things like that. Well, he's not turkey hunting with family. Are you kidding? You don't know it's that. the last people he wants. He's out there uh, <laughs> doing his thing, and uh, he's out there making all kinds of money uh, doing his deal. Okay, turkey turkeys. hunting to get away from the family? Yeah, uh, you know, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. That's probably what he's doing, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, so they're all there, and then, of course, our good friend Dean uh, Frazier decided to jump in, and my brother uh, across the bay, uh, Barton, decided to uh, drive over this morning and uh, grace us with their presence. And they came in so prepared because they have absolutely no show prep whatsoever. None whatsoever. I figure I'd just be reactive instead of proactive today just due to the fact that I... Reactive instead of proactive. <laughs> so you get to sit back and just be the color guy. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I really love the frames of glasses, really, by the way. That was a great, uh, that was a great turnaround right there. You I'm just there. riding on your coattails. Is that what it is? <laughs> R-T-C-T-O-G's, riding the coattails of glory. Well, this one here I wanted to uh, kind of save for uh, the next hour, so uh, I don't want to get into it too much i'd rather have our little special guest who's on our on his way here and uh he's just have to wait downstairs sorry should have got here on time and uh, <laughs> and then we'll uh discuss this because as a hunter as an outdoor guy he is also as well we all are in this room i just wanted to get each and every one of your take on this story that just was released this past week and uh i'll, I'll keep that for the top of the hour the next show next yeah. next hour is that cool absolutely let's chum the water a little bit is that all right dean is that okay with you or are you going to sit there and text your girlfriend all the whole time well my wife wouldn't be too happy about that would she what wait what who you opened have, that can of beans you have a girlfriend and a wife there's no way oh my god <laughs> in one ear now the other <laughs> oh no i'm just trying to get you in trouble that's all i'm just trying to get you in trouble is uh, everything okay out there, outside? I mean, is he waiting downstairs? Oh, is yeah. that he what you're said, freaking he out says, about? He says you guys won't miss me for three minutes to go and get him. Well, I need you to push that button right over there on that phone at the very top where the blinking light is right there. This right one? Th- there you go. Let's see if he can do it. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? Dennis? Are you uh, there? You are. No. Sounds like not. Did you hit the right button? I want to make sure you just put it on hold again. Let's see. Put it on hold. Now push the other side. There we go. See if we're there. Dennis, you there? Dennis! Of course, he's not there. I don't think he's there. Well, Dennis, you're going to have to try to give us a call back. I don't know where he went, and I don't know if it's working. Maybe we'll have to reset the thing. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, he's gone. He's gone. We tried. To, we tried both sides of the, the the coin, and it didn't mean it didn't do anything. So, did it? See, we get. Oh wait, that's him calling right back. I guarantee it. Told you, it is. Dennis, ready to go? Push it. Push it button. Dennis, you there? Dennis. Hi, Brayden. This is Dennis. I love our phone system here at the station. It is so awesome. It is so great. You know, it just brings me back to the 90s. 
Oh, really? No, because in the 90s, we just took them live. In the 90s, it was like really, you didn't have to worry about the delay. And, you know, people were a Yet. little more yeah. People were a little more uh, civil back then. So you didn't have to worry about anything except maybe for an occasional Baba Booey or something like that. But, you know, other than that, <laughs> no, that was about it. There was no uh, real bad stuff. You had like, you could literally live with maybe a 10 second delay. Now wow. they have to put it like, you know, I need 35 seconds worth of delay and then a second over fold over. And that way we get a double indemnity and no one's going to go in there. Are we trying for the third time's a charm? Are you going to do it? Try to do it. Here, here you go. Dennis, are you there? I am. Hey! Technology Welcome. is amazing. Welcome back. First time to the charm. Uh, yeah. And so, so everybody who's going to be attempting to call the show today, you have to call three times. And then that, that will that seems will, like the lucky number, I guess. Yeah. And then on the third time, you'll actually get through on the show. It's awesome, man. What's going on? Well, I just want to call and, and catch you guys up a little bit. We're uh, we have our, our spring clay uh, clay shoot coming up in April twenty seventh. Um, Trinity Sports and Ministries is uh, that's our major fundraiser for the year. That's the uh, ministry that, that hosts uh, archery programs and. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. In fact, this morning I'm meeting up with uh, the girls at the uh, Heritage Girls. I guess it's kind of like a gir- uh, Girl Scouts for uh, uh, faith-based uh, organizations. And um, we're over at Cork Methodist Church in, in Plant City, and we're going to have a little archery program this morning. And we've been busy. We uh, I just haven't had. I've been so busy. I haven't been able to call the show. Well, that's a good thing. Staying that busy. I mean, uh, I look forward to. The uh, shoot, I know, I think we're going to be out there broadcasting live. I think Glenn has uh, said we're going to be out there. But the problem is is that uh, I'm kind of torn. I talked to Glenn about it yesterday. I said, I'm going to be there, and I uh, have to go. I talked to John over at G5. I said, I'm going to have to run over to G5 afterwards and stay there until late. And John goes, unless, of course, maybe you want to come shoot on our team. And then, oh, nice. and then you don't have to go back to G five, and you can just hang out here and shoot. I go. So you want me to turn against my own team, the Big and Wild Outdoors <laughs> Sporting Clays team, and shoot against them? And he's like, "Well, you know, it's one of those things." And uh, so I talked to Glenn about it. And I was like, "Dude, what do you think?" And he goes, "That could be kind of fun. It'd be kind of fun if we shot against each other." I go, "Nah, it just doesn't feel right." I'll, uh, I'll take your spot on the Big and Wild team. Oh, I'll sure. Say, it's sure. not like they'd be losing yeah. too much. Yeah, like I really <laughs> want you to go. Definitely has a team, so you guys just uh, you guys fight amongst yourselves and figure out uh, who's going to be who's going to be on the team. Yeah, but it's a loyalty thing. It's like you know, I don't want to uh, get I don't want to put Bart on there and have him suck up the whole team. You know, he's going to go out there and just like fling lead everywhere and miss everything. Oh, that's right. You, you don't want me to shoot left-handed, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I need somebody oh, that's dependable. Talking starts already. Yeah. So I need somebody that can shoot and actually do a good job on it. So it's you know that's the only thing I'm saying. What planet are you on? This one. <laughs> Your planet. <laughs> this one right here. That's right. Well, Dennis, go give us the rundown one more time. Date, time, okay, everywhere, so all that kind of. Interested in uh, the uh, clay shoot that we're hosting? It's going to be at Fishhawk Sporting Clays on April 27th. Uh, we serve a. Um, a uh, lunch with that from Grandpa Johnson's barbecue. We have lots of uh, prizes. Uh, we're probably going to have four guns, maybe five, and uh, got some uh, couple fire pits, couple uh, the nice coolers, angle uh, coolers, I believe. And we are just going to have a good time for all. And it all benefits Trinity Sports and Ministries, a faith-based ministry that 
wants to share Christ through the outdoors and just wants to uh, glorify Him and, and uh, build up families and uh, get get kids and uh, from all walks of life in, in the outdoors. Very cool. Now, it's happening at Tin Rock. What time should we get there? No, 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 no. What fish should we bring? Fish oh, Fish Hawk. So uh, <laughs> what time should we get there? What should we bring? What kind of stuff do you... Registration usually starts around 8.15, something mm-hmm. like that. We... Uh, we have a safety meeting at 9 because of the county, county ordinances. You can't shoot before 9, and then uh, you'll be done by 1230 probably and back home to do your honey-do list. There you go. Good idea. Good job. So uh, you can show up with uh, your semi-auto, your pump, whatever you feel comfortable with, your over and under, your single-shot yeah. BART, and, uh, you know, you can do what you got to do out there. See if you can Pitty do clay course. Um there's it, a brochure on our website, trinitysportsmanministry.com. It's, uh, is it 50 birds? Is that how many we're shooting? 50 clays? 50 birds, yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Sounds awesome. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for the call, man. we got to take a break for the top of the hour, but uh, keep us abreast on all the stuff because you know we'll be there. We'll have a good time. We'll talk about it more, okay? And he's out. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're taking a break for the uh, – top of the hour hour number two is coming up don't go nowhere our special guest has arrived and i noticed he was uh donutless and that's that's really sad donutless don't don't talk to me through the glass it doesn't help no one can hear you it does, doesn't matter blah 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 i see no donut all right we're gonna take a break it is the big wild outdoors we'll be right back